Welcome in, welcome in. Thank you for joining us on another episode of SODFS, brought to you by Sons of Dynasty and proud members of True North Fantasy Football. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Dynasty Sons and subscribe to the TNFF Network on YouTube so that you never miss a show with us. I am Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Brown NFL. And here to my left is my man from the state that's often known to be called the Wolverine State, even though there are no longer any Wolverines in Michigan. My man, Nate. You can find him on Twitter at Nate underscore FFL. Nate, what's happening? up there in michigan country my man quick mike quick 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 mic check uh i'm pretty sure u of m is uh still in the michigan uh or still in the uh, ncaa playoffs so i mean you might want to you know double check your stats there buddy uh everything's going good up here i mean we're on our way to a national championship so uh, uh you know how's everything with you down there it's been good a little bit of cold weather coming in earlier this week my bulldog he, uh, he went out for a late night run, got sprayed by a skunk, and I've been dealing with the aftermath for days. Uh, he, he went into my garage. My entire garage got filled up with skunk smell, so it's garlic and onions and, and burnt nostrils here in the Brown household for the last three days. It's been rough, but we're getting over it. Moving on, the only thing that's going to make it better is, is this NFL main slate for week 14, and I'm excited to break it down here with you tonight. Yeah, let's right. Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll too, man. Um, to be honest, this was the one of the the pre-show was one of the funnest times I've ever had. Uh, so ready, we're ready to kick ass tonight. I do want to mention one quick thing before we move on to, into the fun and games. That's the uh, the the um, passing of Demarius Thomas. He um, was obviously a pivotal player in fantasy football. Um, I'm not sure how our audience or how you know everybody uh, how they relate to him. But I've been playing since oh, for about 10 years now. So Demarius Thomas back in 2012 was the first year I actually started writing for a website. So I did spend some time writing for Demarius Thomas that year. He went uh, he got uh, 1442 yards and 10 touchdowns. And I just I just this sticks in my brain because it was the first year I started writing about fantasy football. And um, I just wanted to send a shout out to his family members. Uh, you know, everybody thoughts and prayers are with them guys. 33 years old is way too young. I didn't even realize he was only 33 years old. That is, that's just, that's too young for anybody to, you know, leave this, leave this earth. I know there was health implications, but man, is this, this just, it's, it's been a rough day for all of us. Yeah. 33 years old is, uh, it hit close to home being 33 years old myself, um, so far, far too young. I can't imagine leaving my family behind. So hat tip to him and his family. I, I hope nothing but the best for them. Nate, though, let's move on. Talk in a little bit about last week's pay up options that we had last week, man. It seemed like all cylinders were firing across the board. But, you know, let, let's talk about some of our pay up options that we had listed right here on this very show last week, starting with the quarterback position, Tom Brady, who ended up dropping 32.62 fantasy points on DK and Justin Herbert, 29.28. Our two options, the two that we recommended that you would stick to for cash games, 
both right there around that 30 burger. So you love to see that Joe Mixon ended up kind of coming down back down to earth after a, a really a four week run where we saw top three RB numbers out of him uh, with 10.4. He was really our only true miss there of the pay up section. So I'll take seven of eight all day. Alexander Madison, 21.4 fantasy points, respectable. Uh, you know, you paid up, I believe it was 71, 7,200, somewhere in that range for him. So he didn't hurt you. He, he didn't make, or break your team either but uh a guy who really made you and uh, two guys really that you were hurting if you didn't have in your lineups justin jefferson putting in a historic day with 38.6 fantasy points and my guy chris godwin 33.2 fantasy points i believe off of like something ridiculous 15 or 16 targets nate what about those tight ends they, they were firing just the same all these guys I mean, we nailed it. Uh, to be honest with you, this was probably our best week in terms of advice. And, you know, as far as like giving out solid like information and uh, recommendations. And I cannot, you know, I was hung up on George Kittle last week and I still stuck my neck out there. I said, you know, he's going to get it. Debo Samuels, uh, you know, hurt. Uh, everybody's a little bit thinking about um, Brandon Ayuk, but it was Kittle that I leaned on. Kittle got 42.6 points. Kittle was the man last week. And, you know, that was something we recommended. And Gronk was good, too, at 21.8. Gronk's always going to be good as long as Tom Brady is his quarterback. I mean, he's going to look at him in the red zone. You you can't go wrong with Gronk ever, but Kittle uh, was a smash last week. Moving on into this week, however, we've got some other great plays for you in store. A couple of games that we think are advantageous to target would be Raiders at Kansas City up there at 48 and a half for the point total. Cowboys at Washington football team, another 48 and a half point total. And another one we like for the afternoon games would be the 49ers at Bengals, 47 and a half there three games that if you're looking to do a game stack would be probably the three preferred options to try to build your stacks around uh there's a there this week this week is far beyond not normal i would say because you know the last couple of weeks have been more like kind of conservative weeks but i think this week is where you can really reach out i think this is probably the most exciting week of dfs you can really get into so I'm super stoked, man. I mean, like there's, there's just, there's values, there's payups, there's, uh, there's just everything this week. Uh, this is just super exciting. This is, this, this could turn out to be the most exciting week of DFS that we have on the whole year, literally. Yeah, hopefully we come back down a little bit. It seemed like last week uh, a lot of guys were hitting, and even in those cash builds, you were really having to get up there to the 160-plus range to, re to really hit that green. So uh, hopefully this week it'll come back down to a more normal more normal number, somewhere in the 145, 150 range. Uh, but there are a lot of guys here that uh, the board is presenting some value this week, just as it did last week. So some things to keep an eye on. Some recent news, Mike Lennon has been cleared from concussion protocol and will start. So still, uh, you probably still attack that uh, offense from a defensive standpoint. Uh, not much of an upgrade from Jake Fromm. Uh, Keenan Allen, though, officially ruled out. So no chance for Keenan Allen to make it back. I believe, though, Mike Williams' status is still up in the air. Apparently, he still has a chance to play. If not, 
Uh, Jalen Guyton, I think, coming in at 3,400 this week seems to have a little bit bigger of a role the last couple of weeks. So we'll talk a little bit more about him later on. But just something to keep an eye on is, is Mike Williams going to be available for Justin Herbert this week? If not, Eckler would see a huge boost, who we're also going to talk about, as well as Jalen Guyton, who, who Nate doesn't want me to spill any more beans on at this time. The Lions, however, Nate, let, tell me a little bit about the Lions. What's going on there? A few injuries that, that we were expecting, a few that we weren't. What's going on with your uh, Detroit Lions up there? I mean, what do you want to know? We've got uh, DeAndre Swift, who is probably going to miss. We have TJ Hawkinson, who is going to miss due to COVID protocol. Uh, I have heard Jamal Williams is probably going to miss. It's a mess. The team was already a mess. It's not looking It's not looking good at all. Um but I will say that, you know, if you're looking for values in DFS, you, you're finding the picks of the litter here because there's going to be guys we, we don't know yet. I, I don't know if it's going to be guys like Jamar Jefferson that's going to get, the, the, you know, the, the, the workload as the running back. We don't know right now, but there is going to be some very, very, very cheap values rolling in on Sunday morning that we're going to have to nail. So you're going to want to follow us on Twitter you're going to want to keep an eye out yourself because we're going to be able to lock down some big values. A little more value here that, that has presented itself here recently. Elijah Mitchell of the 49ers is going to be out this week. Um, so he was kind of been the, the lead guy the past couple weeks. Now Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty being the only two really running backs left there in the room. Jeff Wilson coming in at 4,400. Jamichael Hasty coming in at a, at a – running back minimum 4,000. So those are two guys that could potentially get worked in, um, you know, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if one of those two guys ended up being pivotal in, in a build this week that, that reaches out towards an optimal lineup. Coach, I like your boy, Jeff Wilson. I do like him a lot. I just don't feel like the opportunity is quite there, man. Like he's on my Scott Fishbowl team and I, I pray to God that he can do something this week, but I just don't know that the 49ers and, you know, their coaching staff are going to rely on him on in the way we want because, you know, it would be great. It would be great, but I just don't – I just don't know what's going to happen. I think as of right now, too, Debo Samuel has a chance to be back, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up missing this week as well as they try to get him healthy. I, I fuck – I agree. I agree 100%, man. It's just – it's a sketchy situation. I wish it was clear because, you know – uh, we all wish it was. Well, Nate, without any further ado, that's a little bit of the news heading into the main slate. But let's talk about some of our pay up options, beginning with the quarterback position as per usual. And I'll kick us off. I'm going with my guy, Dak Prescott. Feels like he has been in my pay up section uh, quite a few times this year. A few hits, but a few misses to go with that because we've seen some ups and downs with him over the past month. As as they battled through injuries at the wide receiver position. After last week, Prescott has only had his three starting wide receivers available healthy for two games this year, one of which was week one where Dak had 27.4 fantasy points, and the other was week 10 where Dak had 26.3 fantasy points. This week, all three receivers are healthy, heading into this dreamy matchup against the Washington football team that is allowing 24.2 fantasy points per game, which is the most in the NFL, to the quarterback position. And Dallas comes into this game with an implied team total of 27 points this week. Dak has averaged 25 fantasy 
DraftKings fantasy points in such scenarios when the Cowboys have an implied team total of 27 points or greater. Coming in at the QB6, I'll take the discount on Dak Prescott this week. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. You know, I don't mind CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb is pretty much, uh, at this point in the year, you're getting a guy that's going to be boom or bust. You're getting a guy that's going to be very minimal scoring or he's going to knock it out of the park. Then, you you, you know, you have Amari Cooper, and uh, he's coming back. He played 24% of snaps last week. Um, so, basically, I think Dallas gets him more involved this week. I think uh, uh, Cooper is somebody that you can look at at 5,900 is his price tag. But I think, you know, I think this Cowboys offense, I think we've expected a bit more. I think we're not really getting what we really, really, really expected. I drafted him in my home league as my, you know, in season long as my quarterback, you know, to go to because the year before he was putting up 30, 40 points a week. It's not happening this year. But I do like this Cowboys offense. I think, you know, I think if you play Dak, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to lean on a wide receiver too. Uh Lamb is gonna be hit or miss. Uh Cooper is still banged up. So I think it's a little bit of a gamble, but I don't mind this play at all, man. Well, let's talk about your guy. You got Justin Herbert playing against the Giants this week and coming in at 7,100. Herbert, another guy, a frequent flyer, if you will, of our payup position here on SODFS. So basically, yeah, Herbert's basically me stealing your guy because I got Nishoshi earlier than you. Herbert's always your guy. It's hard to go wrong with Herbert. It's 7,100. 7, uh, the big thing that, you know, with uh, with DFS in the last two weeks, this week is much different. Last week it was like, you know, you want to pay down a quarterback. You want to find, you know, some value. This week it's almost like you want to find that pay up. You want to lock him in because it, this is a weird slate. I do I do like Herbert a lot at 7,100 simply for the fact that he is a little bit cheaper than, you know, the guys like Brady and uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, you've got uh, Patrick Mahomes at eight grand. So I like Herbert at 7,100, and I think I'll be pretty much – I'll pretty much be loading him in him into my cash and um, GPP plays simply because of, you know, the fact he's 900, $900 cheaper than, than Mahomes. Uh, you know, there's four players priced higher than Herbert, like I said, but you know, we're, we're going to take this cheap guy. Uh, he has no less, no less than 34 pass attempts on the season in a single game. So he's throwing the football. It doesn't matter. Austin Eckler can run, but he's also catching passes. But so basically, you know, we're going to lock in Herbert because he's going to he's going to throw the ball all over the field. Doesn't matter if the Giants are the opponents. It's not going to be probably the most juiciest matchup in terms of the back and forth football style, you know, that we like. But I think that uh, I think Herbert is solid every week. I mean, you can look at his numbers. He's solid nonstop Uh, base projection, 26 and a half points. Mahomes is nine hundred dollars more. Like I said, I think you get Herbert at seventy one hundred versus eight grand. I think, and I love Mahomes. I do love Mahomes this week. I really do think Mahomes is a great play versus the Raiders. But I think you can lock Herbert in for almost a thousand dollars cheaper and have yourself a guy that's going to put up the same numbers. Uh, yeah, I, I love the call on Herbert and uh, away this week with Keenan Allen being out. I love stacking Herbert with. Oh, my that's super. Back. Super With weird my running back pay up here in 
in Austin Eckler at 8,300 coming in at the RB1 on this slate. I'm paying all the way up here for Eckler and what I'm expecting to be a great matchup and a great game script for Eckler this week. Add in the fact that both Keenan Allen and potentially Mike Williams have a chance to miss this game. It could be an even greater volume boost for Eckler this week. He's currently averaging 5.9 targets per game on the year, so he's got a great floor on DK each and every week, and he's on pace to put up career-high rushing numbers as well, ranking fifth in yards from scrimmage with over 1,180 yards and second in touchdown scored with 15. Those numbers should see a nice boost this week, so I am on. On Eckler, uh, you got to pay all the way up for him this week. But just the fact that you can stack him with Herbert, as as we expect him to get a few more targets this week with Keenan Allen being out of the fold and potentially working that same position of the field that Eckler can get loose in. Yeah, I love the Eckler call, especially with you know um, uh, Mike Williams and um, you know in company out because the Giants rank bottom six in fantasy points allowed to running backs. You, you know, they're giving up the six most receiving errors to the position, too. So this is a solid, solid call. The The Chargers are going to have to lean on Eckler hardcore and if they're going to do anything in this game. I love this a lot, man. Uh, another pivot option that I will mention is my guy Alvin Kamara making his way back in at 7,900. He has the best matchup of any running back in week 14 with the Jets who are giving up 11.5 schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to the running back position. You pair that with the fact that Mark Ingram will be sidelined, leaving more usage to Kamara. Unfortunately though, Taysom Hill is now back in the fold, and we've seen the effects that it does have on Kamara's fantasy impact as he's averaged just 14.2 fantasy points per game and four targets per game during Hill's four-game stretch as the starter in 2020. So I think Kamara is a better GPP play this week than a cash build, but he's in an absolutely smash spot. You just need to make sure that Taysom Hill doesn't come in and, and really just destroy uh, any of his valuable touches. So that's really the only the downside I could see to Kamara this week, but I, I think he can absolutely get there in a number of ways. Well, Taysom Hill is dealing with this mallet finger injury, and it's a gruesome injury. If you guys haven't seen it or haven't looked it up, look it up. Look up mallet finger because it's not pretty – it's basically torn torn ligaments in your finger. And so we've seen quarterbacks struggle that have torn ligaments in their finger, i.e. Russell Wilson. Uh, if you know if these guys can't throw or play correctly, then it's gonna be an issue. But so I expect the Saints to run a ton. That means Taysom Hill might be, you know, doing some running plays, and I think Kamara is gonna get a ton of plays. So this is a really good call here, man. Uh, I think I think that the Saints are going to have to lean on Kamara. I don't know what other option they really have. Let's talk about playoff Lenny. Uh, you know, playoffs just around the corner for fantasy football. They are uh, here even in some leagues. But Leonard Fournette coming in at 7,400 this week. Tell us why you like Lenny so much this week, Nate. So I'm a big advocate of Leonard Fournette this week, and I know – uh, I'm not the only guy. I know there are sites everywhere that are big on Leonard Fournette. Um, the, you know, coming into the year, the Bills were like pretty consistent in stopping the run. But the problem was, is they weren't facing any real like big, you know, big deal offenses. So I think this week, uh, I think Fournette will be extremely chalky. I think you're looking at a guy that's going to have to be cash play at $7,400. I think 
if you're going to fit them into GPPs, like I don't have a problem with, you know, you want to play your chalk in GPPs, but I don't know that if he's over, if he's over 30% owned, you're going to want to probably go elsewhere because he could just as well bust. The bills have been very bad versus the run as of late, despite being good at the beginning of the year for next success could also, you know, open up the play action for Brady. I like Brady a lot this week, despite a lot of sites, not really being big on him. I do expect the bucks to throw, because Tom has, you know, he's shown it don't matter who he's playing against. He's going to throw the football. I think the, 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 you know, the best case scenario we could look for here with Leonard Fournette is for him to get 15 carries, um, you know, and some targets because over the last four weeks, he's had nine, six, eight, and eight targets. That's really good on top of the 15 carries. So basically, you know, if you can get Fournette, that's going to get his, you know, his little bit of a base workload plus all them targets, he's not going to hurt you. And, um, you know, in terms of, you know, PPR scoring, which is what DraftKings is. Uh, I I don't have this down for a fact, but I believe Fournette is the RB4 last week. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. So I think, you know, you're looking at a solid play this week. Buffalo has been exposed and now they're missing their top cornerback. The defense is going to start struggling more and more. So I love Fournette this week at 7,400. He is my top play, and I will lock him in. Yeah, Fournette is currently on Tampa Bay, the league's highest scoring offense, averaging 31.4 points per game. And Fournette sitting with a current whopping 79% of, of running back opportunities over the last two weeks in a backfield that is averaging 27.9 fantasy points per game, the sixth most in the league in 2021. Fournette is, is coming into true playoff Lenny form here, and it's, it's only the beginning of December. Let's go keep on moving into our wide receiver position at the payup, but I'm going to stick with the Bucks here as I'm going back with my guy, Chris Godwin, who, who was a payup option that I had last week, and we saw him turn in his monster performance, 17 targets and 30.2 fantasy points against my Falcons on Sunday. It was a t It's a tough matchup this week, but as you mentioned, the loss of Tredavious White uh, is really kind of opening up things for wide receivers against this Buffalo team. And Tampa Bay offers an implied team total of 28 points this week. Godwin has averaged 18.2 DK points per game in those games when the Bucks have a 28 or better implied team total. Buffalo defense has funneled targets to the slot this season, allowing a 43% target share to opposing slot wide receivers, the sixth most in the league. I'm going right back to back to Chris Godwin again this week. I don't mind Chris Godwin at all. And, uh, you know, I hate to go against, you know, you're my boy. I hate to go against you, but I have to throw Mike Evans in here real quick. At 6,600, he has over five games at home that he has 26 catches, 361 yards, and eight touchdowns on 44 targets in 2021. You know, as you said, this should be considered a tough matchup versus the Bills, you know, uh, defense. But without Tredavious White, the loss is going to significantly impact this defense. So I think I don't know how you can go wrong with either Godwin or Evans. I think this is going to be a big telling game for this defense. I think they're going to freaking struggle, man. And I think either one of these guys is a good play. 
Yeah, you know, I've been pitting Godwin against Mike Evans for for two, almost three years at this point. And I think I've got the people's attention at this point. And it's really common knowledge that Chris Godwin is the wide receiver one there in Tampa Bay. So I'm going to stick with that. But I like the Mike Evans call probably coming in at lower ownership this week. You just got to be right on a Mike Evans week. And and most weeks, Godwin is right every week. So I, I like the odds there with Chris Godwin. But let's talk about your guy and a guy that I'm also very interested in this week in Tyreek Hill coming in at 8,500. I love a whole shitload of these um, Raiders and Chiefs players this week. I'm all over this game. I'm try- like, I keep trying to limit my exposure, keep trying to keep myself in check, but I just keep coming back to this due to the statistics and the matchup. When Casey fe- faced Las Vegas in week 10, Tyreek Hill had seven catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns. This offense, you know, it's not the offense that we're used to seeing. Honestly, the roles have almost flip-flopped. We've got the defense playing stud, and we've got the offense struggling. But at the same time, I'm not going to ignore Tyreek Hill in this matchup. I think that, uh, you know, I think Hill is – he's the highest-priced wide receiver on the slate at 8,500 for a reason. I think his floor is remarkable. It's at uh, 24 points on run the sims his uh percentage opportunity is only second um to you know uh mike williams who is now out of the out you know due to covid so you're getting a you know you're getting a boom rate of almost 45 percent. i think this matchup is phenomenal i cannot ignore tyree kill and i cannot ignore uh another guy that we're going to talk about in a second as much as i tried to i didn't i didn't want to pick the top two guys in pricing and just be like oh these are my guys but man it's hard to ignore this week go ahead and go ahead and bring him up sticking with that same game there travis kelsey 7400 he historically has been great against the raiders but tell us a little bit more about why you think paying up for travis kelsey this week is the move I can't get away from it. He's just too much of a great play, you know, and and Kelsey is always a good play per the usual, but um, you know, the Raiders have been the second worst team against the position over the last four weeks in this year. So, you know, you're looking at a guy that's the best tight end in football against one of the defenses that is one of the worst against the tight end position. So at 7,400, I mean, I hate I hate paying up for tight end. I really don't like it. But how in the hell do you get away from Travis Kelsey this weekend when he just, you know, a couple weeks ago put up monster numbers against his team? Like, how can you do that? Yeah, no, I agree. Travis Kelsey feels like a smash play this week. It's just Mahomes, man. You know, you're not feeling great about playing Mahomes, I don't. but but, I don't but like yeah, here we we like Tyreek Hill, we we like Travis Kelsey, but you know you don't feel good about Mahomes right now. You know I just want to see it another time or two. What what we saw a couple weeks ago when he had that five touchdown performance, it almost feels like an outlier at this point. Um, you know, so I, I just really want to see it again before I'm paying the, those top dollar prices, superstar prices, if you will. But uh, I, I do like that matchup this week, and I really hope that 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 Derek Carr can have one of those performances where him and the Raiders actually look like a good football team and they can, that 
that can push the pace of this matchup and really allow Mahomes to really push his weapons as well. Cause that's what we need. Those, that's what, you know, those shootouts, bad defenses, you know, we, we preach it all the time. We love bad defenses here. Hopefully we see some bad defenses, but, or, or we just see some prolific offenses in that matchup. Cause I, I want to see some, some big numbers go up this week for our teams. Dan, you can clip this. I guarantee. I, 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 uh, I'm putting it out there right now that Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill both uh, surpassed 20 points this week. You can clip it. All right, all right, we'll clip that. Let me talk about my tight end payup. I'm going to my guy Mark Andrews this week, coming in at 5,900, and this is all about the matchup and the coverage schemes that we do see out of the Cleveland Browns, as they are currently running the fifth highest rate of cover three and the highest rate of cover four thus far in 2021. Andrews has seen a 29% target share when facing cover three and cover four over the course of his career. Add that into the Browns have struggled to defend the tight end position recently, allowing 15.8 fantasy points per game over the last four weeks. Give me Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson in a bounce back week against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can feel that. Uh, Andrews has kind of struggled all season. He's almost like that miniature uh, Darren Waller. We expected big numbers out of Waller this year. It hasn't happened. Andrews has kind of been in the same boat. So I, I get where you're coming from, but, man, I'm just like – I'm not totally feeling the Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Andrews train this week. But – And I, I think that's ahead. when – that that's when you got to jump on that that situation, you know. Similar to you, I think there's a lot of people not feeling the Lamar Jackson led offense right now, and rightfully so. They've looked terrible. Uh, defenses seem like they're starting to figure out Lamar Jackson, and and they haven't really been able to to make the proper adjustments to get this thing going. And and you know this this just feels like a situation that to attack. I, I like Marquise Brown this week as well as a potential option. And I built a line with with that very stack right there: Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and Hollywood Brown. And I'm gonna see where it goes. You know, I'm I'm gonna play around with it a little bit here, but you know, put me on the record uh, of saying that I think Lamar Jackson has a bounce back week this week. No, you're not wrong because you're going to get guys at lower ownership percentages and stuff. So I definitely, I definitely feel where you're coming from, man. I, I, um, I agree a hundred percent, but, um, we're going to get into our bargains now before we do that, we're going to actually, uh, present to you our best bargains and that's presented by trophy smack. Uh, think back to every fantasy week when you destroyed the competition, remember every painstaking roster move that you made to make the perfect gamble. We're all in the playoffs right now. We all know what's going on. We're all struggling. At Trophy Smack, they bottle every great moment of your fantasy life and distill them into extraordinary fantasy trophies and awards and big loser trophies as well. But that's not all. You can get a unique and customizable fantasy trophy from Trophy Smack representing your hard-earned victory plus a championship ring if you use the promo code SODFS right now when you order your uh, trophy. So that's the promo code SODFS. You get a free ring with your blinged out trophy today. And moving into the bargains after that, Nate, we are going to start at the quarterback position. Tell me about Teddy Bridgewater facing off against your Detroit Lions and coming in at 5,700 this week. Why are you in on Teddy B? 
I'm really not that in it. I, you know, I really thought that this week's slate was really disgusting as far as looking at values and punts in the quarterback position. I can almost guarantee you that when I do my builds, it's going to, I'm going to have one of those top six guys in my lineups. But if, you know, if I, I, w- I wouldn't advise anybody to just select somebody because I have to pick somebody. I do, I do not mind Teddy Bridgewater too much right now because the Lions pass defense is garbage. It's, it, it's not rated the worst in the NFL, but let's face it. It's, it's probably the worst next to the jets. Uh, you know, the lions still possess, uh, you know, one of the worst pass de- defenses in the league. And then, you know, before we went live, we, uh, we heard that Javante Williams and, you know, some of these Broncos uh, running backs might miss the game. So this is going to throw a big wrench into this play because if, you know, if, if, if Javante and these guys are out, then the Broncos might not lean on the run as much as we would like. So, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of this play. I think, I think Bridgewater is iffy. I like your guy a lot, but that's iffy too, due to different circumstances. So I think the, you know, the middle tier quarterbacks this week are so scary. I just, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how you play any of these guys with confidence, whether it's my guy, your guy, I think you're paying up this week at quarterback. I think you're you're ha- you're gonna have to. Yeah, there's really only two guys that I'm even semi interested in as far as paying down at quarterback position goes. One would be my guy Taysom Hill coming in at 5600. The other will be Cam Newton, who we will talk about a little bit later as he is in my cheap guys section. But Taysom Hill 5600. Uh, wasn't pretty last week, but Hill did get the job done with 27.7 fantasy points. And in his five starts over the last two seasons, he has averaged 21 fantasy points per game and now gets a great matchup against the Jets. Taysom has scored at least 17 and a half fantasy points in each individual start. So he offers a great floor and on the back of 11 point rushing fantasy points per game, he's averaged in starts 11 rushing fantasy points per game. And if you sustain that over a full season, it would make for one of the most productive rushing seasons by a quarterback since 1975, just barely beating 2019 Lamar Jackson, who averaged 10.8 rushing fantasy points per game. Got that little nugget from fantasy points. Make sure you check them out. Taysom Hill, though, if he does indeed get green-lighted for this week at 5,600, he's definitely going to find his way back into my cash lineups. Or, or, you know, maybe GPP. I think I might like Cam Newton a little bit more than Taysom Hill, both priced similarly this week. But I, I just, with, with Taysom Hill, the injury, and, and, and Simeon possibly uh, there to to come in given, given the opportunity, I think I feel a little bit better about Cam Newton this week. But both, both guys are in play as far as a cheap QB option goes. I'm one of the biggest Taysom Hill advocates you're ever going to find. I mean, between me and uh, Cal over there, you know, Cal Schumacher, we both love Taysom. The problem is, is he's dealing with mallet finger. And if you haven't seen this injury, you need to look it up because it's fucking gruesome, man. It's a ligament tear in your finger. And, you know, we, like I mentioned before, we've seen quarterbacks struggle when their throwing hand is hurt. This dude's last knuckle is bent the wrong way. So it's not, I, I love Taysom. I love him a lot. I just don't know. He's going to have to run. Like you said, he's going to have to run. They're going to have to lean on Camara. It's going to have to be Taysom. They're going to have to run the football a absolute ton. It's going to be like 
I, you know, I, the Buffalo new England game where they threw no passes because the saints right now are not going to be able to run the football. Um, so I'm interested to see how this game script goes. I love Taysom a ton. I just hope he's healthy enough to actually give us the numbers that we, you know, we want, we want him to get because we like Taysom Hill a lot here at SODFS. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he, uh, if given the green light, he's definitely a, an option there at the quarterback position. Let's talk running backs, Nate, starting with your guy who I was interested in this week. But, you know, as, as we mentioned, we, you and I kind of battle for the, the show sheet on a regular basis and, and who's going to be able to get to which guys first. And you happen to get to Josh Jacobs. So take it away. Hey, man. I mean, we, we discussed this uh, last Sunday well well before we even uh you know the show sheet i mean this was still in the main slate of last week and i was sending you stats of josh jacobs and i'm like what the hell is going on because i'm not a josh jacobs advocate i will admit that i've never been a big fan of the guy but the thing is is that i'm starting to come around to him you know at 6200 this is probably borderline not a value i usually make my threshold cut at 6500 but for this week, I'm going to lock him in. Jacobs is coming off a nine-target game, which he ran 73% of the routes. That's a, uh, you know, he has a target per route run percentage of 28%, which ties him with CeeDee Lamb, Cooper Cup, George Kittle. That's the second highest percentage of all people in the league, according to Jacob Gibbs. Shout out to Jacob Gibbs over there at Sportsline and CBS Fantasy. He's one of the best analysts in the game. This guy is kicking ass every day. If you don't follow him, you need to. Kenyon Drake is still sidelined. He's got a bad ankle. Jalen Richard was on the COVID reserve 19 list last week. We don't know if he'll be back this week. Honestly, I think if he's back, I don't think it's going to make too big of an impact. Uh, Jacobs was on the field. Last week for an 85% uh, uh, season high, 85% of the Raiders snaps. This week, they're walking into Arrowhead. They're facing, um, you know, the Chiefs offense, which, you know, used to – it's it's not the same offense, but they're still going to have to score points. The Raiders are going to lean on Josh Jacobs. I fucking love this matchup, man. Odds makers have this with a 52.5 projected point total. This is a game that you can smash. Josh Jacobs is 6,200 is going to be a guy that is going to make you money this week. And if I'm wrong on that, well, I'll probably crawl in a hole because I've never liked this dude before, but I think you're locking him in this week. I think this is a lock and absolutely lock and load. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what ownership projections are for a lot of these guys as we're doing these write-ups. We don't quite have the ownership projections for, so it's kind of hard to get a feel for more of a GPP or cash bill or which guys you could actually get some great leverage against the field. Um, so, But another guy that I am into this week who also made my list last week is Antonio Gibson, and he's still in a very – reasonable price point at 6,000 this week. And he's been coming to life the last few weeks over the last four games. He has seen a 95 has seen 95 rushing attempts in the past two games. He's seen 13 targets 
good for 12 receptions and north of a 20% target share. He's touched the ball on 46% of Washington's offensive snaps and while accounting for 37% of total yardage in week 13. Those are some stud running back metrics, and he's priced too low again this week, as once again it looks like McKissick has an uphill battle to play, battling the concussion symptoms. The last time Gibson faced Dallas in week 12 of last season, he was able to generate 39.6 fantasy points during Washington's 41 to 16 Thanksgiving Day victory. Gibson is one of my favorite plays again this week at the position, and I'm going back to him for a cool 6,000. We talked, you know, we talked even before, way before the show sheet was thought of. We're like, man, Gibson is fucking hot this week. (laughs) Like, uh, it almost seemed like a cheat code, too easy to even put. Like, you're like, okay, something's got to go wrong here. Like, this has got to be his bad game. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm locking Gibson into. Uh, I pretty much told you, like, you can have him because I was so in on Josh Jacobs, but Gibson was actually my original guy. I think you cannot go wrong here. Gibson is a smash play versus the Cowboys at six grand. Uh, you, you just can't go wrong. It's perfect, man. All right, Nate, let's move on into the wide receiver bargain, starting with a Cincinnati wide receiver, another favorite here of SODFS, N.T. Higgins coming in at 6,400 this week. Yeah, I absolutely love T. Higgins. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was the Jamar Chase show, paired up with Joe Burrow, two LSU guys, you know, throwing the rock around, connecting. But, uh, you know, as of late, Higgins has been absolutely electric the past few weeks. He's hauled in a combined 15 catches for 252 yards and two touchdowns. That's good for a 58.2 PPR point total for those keeping score at home. You know, and it's all about this late season reemergence. We love to see this over here at SODFS. We love T. Higgins. We love Jamar Chase, too, and it's nothing against him, but you're seeing Burrow really lean on Higgins as of late. Uh, He's uh, Burrow has been playing really well, and he's now battling this pinky finger injury which we that's you know not ideal but burrow is really leaning on higgins and t higgins is a very talented wide receiver he deserves his comeuppance jamar chase is great too but this Bengals offense is probably going to be electric for years to come man i love both these dudes I'm going to go with one of my uh, career favorite guys this week in Julio Jones stepping in for the Titans versus these Jaguars coming in at 5,400. This is a straight GPP play, and I'm going with Julio as he makes his way back from a lengthy absence while on IR. I don't recommend him for cash builds, but he is absolutely in the discussion for a GPP stack with Tannehill. The Jags are giving up. 38.1 fantasy points per game, two wide receivers this season, and 1.92 red zone touches per game, which is the fourth most in the league. The Titans are desperate for their big offseason free agent acquisition to step into an alpha role this Sunday, and Tanny should feed the seven-time Pro Bowler and future Hall of Famer in Julio Jones this week. So 5,400, I am interested in my friend Julio Jones. Um, so I not sure if we've done this before on the show, but I'm going to completely go against you here. I say, this is a horrible play, bro. I don't you like, you can't go against a GPP I, play. That's the best part about a GPP is like, even if you're wrong, it doesn't matter. 
Okay, so let's do a little bit of a bet here. If Julio scores over eight points, I will do something. I don't know, man. We got to come up with some kind of bet. I don't think Julio scores over eight points. I don't. I think this is a bad idea. Eight. You points come up with the, at least make it double bet. digits. Let's go ten points. Eight points. I feel like you just you're handing it to me. He's not going to score eight. He's not going to. All right, all right. We'll keep it at eight points. And and if it if all it, right. Is indeed right. if Julio Jones scores over eight points, I am going to mail you a shirt that you will have to wear on an episode of SODFS. It can be any shirt of my choosing, and you will have to wear it on a, a week's episode of SODFS. And likewise, if Julio fails to score eight points or above, then you will send me a shirt of your choosing in which I will sport here on SODFS. Lock it in, brother Matt. You you bear witness, brother Matt. Uh, it is here with us as usual behind the scenes, making all the magic happen, and he's keeping Nate Nine in line. And anytime Nate and I need to come to a, a, an agreement here, and Julio Jones with eight points is the said agreement. Matt is the 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 peacekeeper, if you will. He's holding the money, and he's going to make sure one of us get right at the end of the day. It better be the most ridiculous damn shirt you can find in the world because Julio ain't getting over eight. He's not even going to play over 25% of the snaps. So, Dude, I'm, you're, uh, you're, you're that, swimming in muddy waters, bro. When he goes over eight in the first quarter, dude, I am going to let you have it for three quarters long. I will. Oh, my God. You're, you're so fucking wrong. I'll tell you what. If Julio scores over 15, I'll shave one of my eyebrows off. Bet. He won't. Let's move. Let's move Juli- along. Before, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Nate Julio's- sells his house. Nope. If Julio scores over 15, I'll shave one of my eyebrows off. All right. Lock it in. You heard that, SODFS family. If Julio Jones can manage to score 15 plus points this week, my co host, Nate Williams, is going to shave off one of his eyebrows. Let's make that happen. I think we need to see it, and I think it needs to happen on an episode of SODFS. So next week, if Julio Jones scores over 15 points this week, on next week's episode, you will see live and in person my man Nate Williams shave off one of his eyebrows. You know, we talk about getting more views on this show. If this is what it's going to take, Nate, you know, I see you putting in the extra legwork here tonight to really give us that boost in production that we've been talking about. Hey, hat tip to you, guy. If we can raise if we can raise $500 for charity, I'll shave them both off. Okay. All right. You know what? This Lie. is the direction. I, this is the direction I like to go. You know, and 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 I would love. I'd be honored to do an episode with you with no eyebrows. I mean, that would just be perfect. That would be perfect. I would love that. Let's if move can, on if, though if, into if we, our punt. Go ahead. If we, if we can do five hundred bucks for charity, to any charity, I don't care. You know, we'll figure that out. But if we can do five hundred bucks to charity, I'll shave them both off. Toys right, for Todd. We'll make Toys that, for Todd. I, I have a feeling this is the time of year that we can make that happen. So we will set something up, set our goal for 500. And if we can make that happen, we will. They grow back in a week, get, bro. They grow back in a yeah, week. Yeah, that's, that's, that's nothing. And they'll, they'll be fuller. They'll be, they'll be in, in uniform. You'll be great. Don't, don't sweat it for a minute. They're Let's talk great. about my guy, Cam Newton, who I mentioned earlier coming in at 5,400. While I haven't forgotten that Cam Newton burnt us in week 12, Carolina does appear to be sticking with him as the starter coming out of the week 13 bye and is facing 
none other than my Atlanta Falcons that are known to produce fantasy gold to opposing quarterbacks. The Falcons have allowed the second most schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks this season and are tied for the most rushing fantasy points per game. 4.9 allowed to opposing quarterbacks. We know the risk attached to this play, so I will steer clear probably of Cam in my cash builds, but he is shaping up as one of the better cheap GPP quarterbacks to target this week i will say that sports line loves both your fucking value guys man Taysom hill cam newton both uh sports line we did sign up for their premium content shout out to our boy again jacob gibbs the content over there at sports line is top of the line and uh Taysom hill cam newton both rated as a a plus grade values this week so i think dan's nailed it down uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I got stuck with Baker Mayfield, 5,200. I'm not against yeah, this. Good luck. <laughs> hey, oh, man, suck it. No, I'm not against this. Uh, Baker Mayfield, it, it's going to be a boomer bust play. You're talking about a guy with multiple alignments for weeks in a row, uh, you know, that has shown basically 16, 15 to 17 point production plays. Uh, Cleveland's um, week 13 buy was much needed because Baker was banged up. So him getting that buy was much needed. Hopefully he comes back uh, feeling a lot better. This is a run fueled game in Cleveland with um, Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt, and so on. So I think that you're going to look uh, – I think Mayfield – I think he's a touchy play, but I think there's a high reward here. I really do against the Baltimore Ravens. I think I think it, you can lock him in in GPPs, and I think you're going to get a guy that might hit, you know, 23, 24 points. He hasn't done it yet this year, but I think it could happen. Yeah, no, I don't feel good locking Baker Mayfield in at any point, but if you want to throw a Baker Mayfield uh, Landry stack out there, I, I don't mind it. I'll get crazy on the GPP. Speaking of getting crazy, Nate, let's talk about your running back you have here at the position here coming in at 5,100 and Donta Foreman and Dontrell Hillard at 5,300 Jacksonville at Tennessee. You know, we're talking about Julio and the passing options. Talk to me about the running backs there in Nashville. Yeah. So the thing is, is that I haven't locked in one of the other, it's more of the, you know, the Deontay Foreman, Dontrell Hillard. It's the Titans running backs since, um, Derrick Henry has been gone. There's been a hole left in this backfield, and the Titans are just searching for a guy that can fill this void. Deontay Foreman had uh, 19 carries and a loss, 36 to 13 against the. Uh, I don't remember what team it was last week though. 36 13 was the loss, and Foreman still had 19 carries. Man, that's really good. What if they're like actually up in this game? Like Foreman could have, you know, he could have 20 plus carries. I like this a lot. You know, it's, I mean, I, this is our punt section for a reason. These guys aren't somebody you want to lock in, but I think Foreman and both Hilliard, I think Hilliard, he had more explosive runs. If I remember correctly, uh, this is, this is a gamble play, but I guarantee you that one of these guys is going to pay off in DFS. So if you can figure out which guy they're, they're $200 priced apart. If you can figure out which one of these guys is going to, you know, nail it down then you're way ahead of the field because it's going to be one of the two it's going to be one of the two that comes through i believe jeremy mcnichols is also going to be back in the fold this yeah week, he which, ain't which, could add, 
which could add a little bit of confusion. But nonetheless, with the pricing of the San Fran running backs that I mentioned earlier, and Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty coming in at a roughly a thousand dollars less than those two options, I think that that would be my preferred route, but probably a little higher owned. But before I, you know, shit all over your pick, let me talk about Fuck mine, you. and I'll give you an opportunity to shit on my pick here because it doesn't feel good as it's coming out of my mouth here i went with rashad penny coming in at 4800 this week this past week penny led the seattle backfield with 37 percent carry share against the 49ers and he was able to come away with 7.2 fantasy points with 11 touches and 62 total yards this texans defense is allowing 26.3 fantasy points two per game to the running back position and 30.5 fantasy points per game to running backs during the last four weeks. Now that Rashad Penny is healthy, I think he's likely to lead this backfield again in what I consider to be a plus matchup, 4,800. You know, Russ still isn't right working through the finger issues that we mentioned. Maybe Rashad Penny gets a little bit more run this week, and at 4,800, it allows you to do some interesting things there with the rest of your build. Absolutely repulsive. <laughs> how, you, how the hell are you coming at me? <laughs> then you suggest Rashad Penny? Oh, my Lord. Okay. All right. Uh, no, 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 how many, no, no, over, no, you're, you're, over, you're, under on Rashad Penny rushing yards this week. I'll set it at 60. I would say it's probably either dog dick or uh complete bullshit because Rashad Penny is a horrible call. All right. Lock it in there. I'm, I'm going, lock, I'm it, going, lock I'm, it in. I'm going, I'm going 60 plus rushing yards for Penny this week. You know, we're, we're going to keep throwing these out there. You throw enough shit at the wall. Something is going to stick. It's going to stick, bro. Speaking of shit on the wall, let me tell you about my guy Laquan Treadwell this week coming in at 3,400 and the wide receiver 63. Over the last three games, Treadwell ranks second on the team in targets per game at 5.3, routes per game with 29, and fantasy points per game with 7.2. He is first in receiving yards per game with 42, and the Jags are nine-point underdogs again this week, which is the second-largest spread on the main slate. The Titans are allowing the second-most schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers this season. It's a cheap tag, a decent matchup, and shit that I am willing to throw at the wall. Give me Laquan Treadwell for 3400 this week. This may or may not stick. The problem is here is that Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, this whole Jags offense has looked like crap all year. You know, I would love Laquan, Laquan Treadwell to look good, but uh, the problem is, is that, you know, Trevor Lawrence for being the guy that we were all coming into this year, we were all picking like, you know, number one overall in our dynasty rookie drafts. He's not looked like the guy we wanted whatsoever. Uh, the wide receivers have gone for 80 yards or more against the Titans at secondary. Uh, that same defense that has also given up 16 touchdown receptions to the position, second most in the league. So I think Treadwell does have potential this week. Uh, the Titans, the Titans defense has been very sketchy, uh, to say the least. So you've got some, you know, you got some kind of uh, due diligence to the situation, but I'm not sure. Just it, it, it's a punt play, and you know this is a punt play section. So touche to you, not bad. 
I like your punt play better here. You know, I tried to bring him up earlier, and you were throwing stuff at me. So take it away with Jalen Guyton, another 3,400 punt play wide receiver that we are interested in this week. Yeah, this punt play is somebody that everybody's on. This is no secret due to the absence of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, potentially uh, due to the COVID-19 reserve rules. Jalen Guyton, uh, we're locking in Justin Herbert at quarterback. I'm very strong on Herbert. I am not backing down. Jalen Guyton, I'm locking him into $3,400. As I said, we've already paired Herbert with, you know, Mike Williams. uh, Williams is out now. Williams was my favorite play. You, You and Matt, brother Matt, both know. I was so excited, you know, when we did the show sheet. I was so excited about the potential for Mike Williams this week. Then it came out that he was not going to play. Okay, so we're going to bounce to the next guy down. We're going to go to 3,400. That's cool with me, man. I love this play 100%. Um, uh, Guyton went four for four, 90 yards and a touchdown in week 13. He's going to top those numbers this week. I really feel strongly about that. I think that you're getting a guy at 3,400. I think it's a free square. You know, we always talk about this free square potential. We had it with um, the Browns running back there a few weeks ago. Uh, But you're locking in Jalen Guyton this week again at a free square, 3,400. You're locking in a guy that's going to hit value very, very, very easily. So if you don't play Guyton, I think you're doing yourself a disservice, man. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, Guyton's got to be a lock, right? Yeah, I, I like him this week. You know, it ultimately comes down to uh, does Mike Williams play? You know, because uh, he, he can't um, though, right? He he's not. Going I, to I think I think I heard that there's still a chance he could play. I think he potentially oh, has a, a a negative test result, and I, I, you know these things seem to change on. Uh, regularly but as far as i know he still has a chance to play keenan allen is the only one that's actually been ruled out so it would ultimately come down to that if mike williams is ruled out i think Jalen guyton would be a super popular punt play but if mike williams plays you know i like we mentioned herbert eckler and guyton all of a sudden is a pretty affordable stack there if you want to attack that chargers team uh due to guyton's low price tag and it really helps balance out that that eckler rb1 price tag i keep seeing this this josh this josh palmer i love too and this this is no disrespect to josh josh palmer but jalen guyton is a guy that goes out there and grinds he puts his head down he goes to work he's a guy that's going to get the work you know, there's, it's not disrespect to Josh Palmer. I see the comments, you know, Josh Palmer week, Josh Palmer week. Even in our group chats, it's a Josh Palmer week. I don't think so. I think Jalen Guyton's the guy that um, Justin Herbert leans on. I really believe that. I do like Josh Palmer, my guy out of Tennessee. Here. I don't, I don't uh, think it happens, man. I'm not saying I'm not saying I like him this week. I'm just saying I like him as a prospect in general. No, don't I, do, know, too. Don't, I do too. Don't know what Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have for a longevity standpoint there with the Chargers. And I think Josh Palmer is going to be a part of the future there with Justin Herbert and hasn't really made a much noise in the NFL at this point. But a guy that I really don't mind going out there and putting in offers for, uh, you know, now through this offseason. Uh, I just try to get some shares while he's still pretty cheap. I just don't think it's this week, man. I do like him as a prospect. I just don't think this week that we go from Jalen Guyton getting, you know, four or five targets to Josh Palmer all of a sudden like emerging. I hope he, I hope he does. I hope it does happen. I really, I would love to see that, but I just don't think it's realistic. 
All right, Nate, I am going to do a little bit of speed rally here to get us through to the end of this. Yeah, to get us through here. So let's talk tight ends real quick. Foster Moreau, an option at 4,000. Waller is believed to be out again. Not many people will be on Moreau probably this week, given the price increase and the overall letdown performance, as he was one of the more popular cheap tight ends to target last week. But an option to go back to this week. We like the game environment and potential bounce back this week. I'm also going to mention Austin Hooper coming in at 3,400. David Najoku was recently placed on the COVID list and is unlikely to play this week. Baltimore is allowing the sixth most schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to tight ends. So Austin Hooper as a pure punt play there at tight end position. Sneaky DSTs, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans at 2,300. Uh, pay up a little bit more. Probably one I feel a little bit better about for cash builds would be Carolina Panthers DST versus my Atlanta Falcons at 2,800. Uh, and I also have here Kansas City DST versus the Raiders for 3300 Kansas City bailed me out in the contest this past week with a defensive DST touchdown, and it, it ended up getting me into the cash pretty good on a cash tournament between friends. So uh, I'm a little bit partial, but I'm not afraid to go back to the KS. Uh, Kansas City defense again this week for another home game versus the Raiders who uh, ha- have had moments of, of good quality football, but for the most part seem to, to struggle to find their identity. Nate, tell us about our friends over there over at Surfshark before we move into our lineup build. So we do. We are very, very, very happy to be partnering with Surfshark. Sons of DFS is thrilled to announce, you know, it's our newest partnership, partnership with Surfshark VPN. Surfshark VPN is our hero product, bringing humanized privacy, security, and access. It is the fastest growing VPN on the market and currently sits at number three, number three globally in brand searches. They provide all cell phone, tablet, laptop, and CPU users with unbeatable VPN security for all devices. You might be asking yourself, what is a VPN? Let me fill you in. A VPN is a virtual private network. It's a technology that allows you to set up a secure connection between your device and another one via the public internet. It's like creating a special secret communication channel nobody can snoop on. And with apps like Surfshark, it's also very easy to use. The best reason to use a VPN is simple, security online. You don't want to leave your digital breadcrumbs that connect you to your online activities everywhere you go. With a VPN, you'll hide your IP address. like It's basically like your home address, but for the internet. Match your activities from your internet service provider and more with Surfshark VPN. Yeah, and furthermore, there's a lot of great shows on Netflix that are no longer available in the U.S. Well, with Surfshark, you can still watch shows like The Office in the States. For a limited time, Surfshark is offering 83% off and three months for free during their Black Friday sale. Head over to Surfshark.com while you still can. Save some money, keep you and your family safe, and relive all the best Michael Scott moments. That's Surfshark.com to get a premium VPN service for a fraction of the cost. Nate, let's move on into our favorite segment of the show, which is the lineup build portion. And we have to ask ourselves, you know, which game do we want to attack? How do we want to start this thing? Lots of different ways that we can attack this slate. Where do you want to start? Well, basically, I'm still trying to get this loaded up. Uh, Give me one second here. 
All right. Well, I'll start off by looking at some of these quarterbacks. You know, Pat Mahomes, 8,000. Josh Allen, 7,800. Brady, 76. Uh, my Lamar that I mentioned at 74. Herbert, 71. Prescott, 67. I mean, I get all the way down there and I see Dak Prescott and, and, and that matchup, man. It's hard not to click on him, but I'm, I'm going to wait here because I really want your input on this one. Okay, so I got it up. Uh, so I feel like it's either Herbert or Dak. Uh, we got Herbert at 71. What's Dak 67, I believe? Yeah, Dak 67. Uh, uh, give me Herbert here, man. Give me Herbert. All right, yeah, Herbert. Plus we, can, plus we can lock in, you know, that cheap, cheap, cheap um, stack with, uh, you know, Guyton. All right, I'm going to go ahead and lock him in there with Guyton. How do you feel about adding Eckler to that, or do you want to go cheaper at the running back position? Nope, I think we lock Eckler in too. Okay, so there it is. And obviously I don't think that there is anybody on the Giants that's worth a bring back option. For that's this okay game. though, man. I mean, sometimes yeah, that's no. great. I, I think that you know, not feeling like you have to have that bring back option all the time is great. While while this is a game that the implied team total for for the Chargers is good, they are heavy favorites in this matchup. Typically, when there's a team that's heavy favorites, that's when I feel less likely to be. Uh, trying to tag along a bring back option. So in this case, I'm really just comfortable riding here with nothing but chargers in this situation. So let's look back, I guess at running back position here, you know, we paid up for Eckler. I think we have to get a little bit cheaper and I'm, I'm interested in getting right there, probably in our range there where we talk Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson. I think Javante. And I, I'm down to ride with Javante. You know, it's just I know Melvin Gordon, I believe, oh, is yeah, expected to be back. And then we have the, the COVID situation there to monitor. So at this point, I think I'm going to avoid the situation. If for whatever reason Javante Williams did end up being the lone running back there, if Melvin Gordon for whatever reason was ultimately ruled out, I think Javante. Williams would become probably the best running back play on the slate this week. However, we don't have all that information at this time. So until then, I say we stay away from that. I would either be willing to plug in one of the San Fran running backs, i.e. a Jeff Wilson, to, to counter our heavy Eckler price tag, or go right there in that 6K range right around the Josh Jacobs or Antonio Gibson. I almost prefer to lock in Jacobs. I almost okay. So hear me out here. I think almost that we go Jacobs and maybe take Eckler back out because I don't feel comfortable with either San Francisco running back. I almost think if you put Jacobs in and maybe go with a guy like um, maybe Gibson, go Gibson and Jacobs as the two running backs, then you're still looking at it fifty four hundred. Uh, I I kind of yeah. like that more, yeah. man. That's pre-DST. So let's see. Who's the cheapest DST that we feel comfortable with? I think it's either Probably the Panthers, Panthers. Gotta be the Panthers. or Seahawks. 3,100 against Houston is another one. But let's go Panthers right now. They're the cheapest one that we feel comfortable with. And that's leaving us just over 6,000 nice, per, per position. That's, that's nice. We still haven't even got our tight end yet. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. So we've got 7,400. If Debo Samuel is ruled out again, I do have 
some pretty significant interest in George Kittle at 6,900 this week. If C- if Samuel was to play, I'd probably be a little bit less bullish on Kittle this week, but I do like him at 6,900. Gronkowski, another strong option there at tight end for a good bit cheaper at 6,000. Where are you at? Do you- I-, I say we go Gronk. He's going to get the red zone targets. Or the other side of the ball with with Dawson Knox. I did consider Knox, too. I think Gronk is a little bit safer. I do like Knox quite a bit. I just think Gronk is going to get them red zone targets, man. Uh, uh, Let's try Knox first, though, and see what we come up with. Yeah, that that saves us an extra 1,000 and gets us up to 6,500 for some wide receivers here. So let's take a look at the wide receiver room and and see who we're feeling. We're looking yeah, good, though. A, yeah, that's nice right there. Um, we got oh. Godwin at 71. Uh, where's T. Higgins? We got T. Higgins at 64. I almost I almost love that a little bit too much. Yeah, he's listed as questionable as of right now as he mentions that ankle injury, but I believe he will be a go. Oh, at, at that price point, that's right there in our wheelhouse. I mentioned Hollywood Brown. He's potentially there. Renfro is probably another strong play. Uh, probably even a uh, popular play. Even a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown at five grand. Uh, you're getting a guy that is going to get the short yardage targets. You've got no TJ Hawkinson. You've got no DeAndre Swift. Jared Goff's going to lean on somebody, and it's going to be Amon Ross St. Brown at five grand. I like that play. I like what we saw out of St. Brand St. Brown this past he's week. Fired, and, he's fired up. And, and he's got every bit of the opportunity and more that he saw last week. This week, with all the guys that Detroit is missing, and uh, you know their real lack of a run game that they're going to have as well. I think Goff's just going to be forced to drop back, uh, like we saw early on in the season, where we're seeing him drop back forty or fifty times. Armand St. Brown could see double-digit targets this week, and at five thousand, I like that call. So we so can. That, put, that, I mean, check this out. Look what we're left with right now. Check this out. I I put Tyreek Hill in at 8,500. That's expensive. And then we're still left. I we're still left with Gronk as a flex, which is weird to put a tight end as a flex, but you're talking about a guy that's going to get all Tom Brady's red zone looks, dude. And what's, what's really fun about about it or Elijah Moore. Yeah. You know me, I was big on Elijah Moore and then the questionable tag rolling in. I ended up having to pivot off of him. If he is indeed healthy, I think he does have a great matchup this week and I I am interested in him, but right now let's take a look at, at our build here that we have. Uh, I think it's, I think it's super, I think, I think it's very contrarian and that's what I like. All right. So we've got a, a couple of, you know, many correlations here with, Josh Jacobs being the running back and Tyreek Hill for a bring back there. Uh, and that's a game that, that we've said that we want to target. And then we've got the, the tight end battle for Buffalo and Tampa Bay, another game that we that we want to target. We've got our, our stud quarterback. With, yep, our stud quarterback with, with our one of our favorite cheap options in Jalen Guyton this week. You know, depending on what happens with the wide receiver room there for the Chargers. Antonio Gibson, another smash play, another game that we want to target. I do like this build a lot right here. Yeah, I think you're setting yourself apart um, very, very well because there's, this week is weird. It's going to be a weird week. But I think, you know, lining up guys, Gibson's going to be extremely popular. I think Jacobs will probably be around 20%. 
I think with Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Guyton, I think you're setting yourself apart. Tyreek Hill, uh, he's so highly he's so highly priced that I think that you'll also get him in a fairly good ownership. Then you got Knox and Gronkowski. Is at, you know you're locking in two tight ends, and I think that these guys, uh, one of them is going to be highly owned. I don't think both will. I think this is a very contrarian build for a uh, high owner, uh, a high um, a GPP that's got you know high potential. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I'm happy with that. I'm going to go ahead and lock it in there. I did the same. And and that does it for us for the build for this week's contest. So I, you know, I, I think that is a good one that we were able to come up with there. And uh, another quality week here is in store for. Uh, SODFS and, and and these plays here on the main slate. Nate, anything else you want to bring up before we start shouting it out and getting out of here? I think all those guys have a ton of potential for a bunch of touchdowns, and that's what we want in G, uh, you know, in DFS. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Brother Matt as always. Uh, people are probably getting tired of me saying it, but Brother Matt is the, the he's the part of this show. This is a three man show. It'll never stop being a three man show. Brother Matt is. Yeah the biggest part of our family more than anybody in the world. Uh, we love brother Matt. Uh, he does tons and tons of work. You guys don't even understand how much he does for us. We would not be able to do this show without brother Matt. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, am I frozen here? I look, I look pretty frozen in this. Oh, uh, you're so. super, you're super frozen, but you're still talking. So we're good. Yeah. yeah as, long, I mean, as long as they, they can hear me, uh, you know, but uh, really do appreciate Brother Matt and, and everybody else who was able to tune in tonight. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at Dynasty Sons and subscribe to the TNFF Network on YouTube. Um, you know, if you can hit us with a thumbs up, uh, leave a comment on there, a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or SODFS, anything you can do to help us continue to grow our, our brand here and continue to try to, to make an impression here in the community really does go a long way here. And we appreciate you, Kyle, Coach Craig, and anybody yes. else who did tune in tonight. Uh, each and every week, you guys make it worth it. And we're going to keep coming back every week trying to improve our process get better and win you a little bit of extra money playing this game that we love so much. Yes, coach. We love you. Kyle. Kyle is one of the best dudes in this industry. Kyle is a super big sleeper dude. Uh, he is on top of his game. Kyle, we appreciate you tuning in, man. Uh, much love to you, buddy. Um, we want to give a shout out to Surfshark. Obviously use our promo code SODFS. You're going to get um, almost 83% off. If you use our promo code, uh, we got trophy smack, if you use our promo code SODFS there, you're going to get a free ring with your championship trophy. The seasons are winding down. So if you guys are about to order a trophy, I know a bunch of people have. I've seen Dave over at Dynasty Dorks order a trophy. If you're going to order a trophy, might as well use the promo code SODFS because you're going to get a free ring too. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you check all that stuff out. And if you have any questions on any of this stuff uh, from, from players that we've targeted to uh, promotional pieces that we have brought up, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. We will uh, you know, get back to you as soon as possible and with whatever you need. Things are always changing here, so make sure you stay in tune 
with, with the latest news as it develops throughout the course of the next couple of days and, and be ready to adapt. Stay water, my friends. And until next time, I am Dan. He is Nate. This is SODFS Week 14 DraftKings Main Slate Breakdown. Much love to each and every one of y'all. SODFS is for entertainment only and to add value to your sports experience. We give you our advice and strategy that we will employ ourselves. SODFS is not intended for those under the age of 18.